Hello, I'm Philip Stoughton. I'm at Apex 2023 and I'm joined by IPC Chief Economist Sean Dubravik. Sean, great to see you again. Thanks for, Good to see thank, you. Thanks for stopping by to chat. I enjoyed your um, keynote on, on Monday lunchtime. Thank you for that. And I understand you presented a similar set of pre predictions to the EMS group yesterday. I really wanted to dig in from the high level you did on Monday to how that impacts us within the industry and the people that are visiting and exhibiting here. One of the trends you talked about was AI. Lots of people have got AI on the booth. How do you see that operating in a manufacturing and supply chain environment? Yeah, so I think, I think there's two big trends. One is the economic environment that we're in, and then the second is some of the technology trends. So you hit on AI. Uh, when I look at the show floor, you see a lot of equipment looking to optimize the software layer. Mm -hmm. So you see them looking at how we can automate small things, how we can use the data exhaust that's coming off of all these machines and pouring that back into the production cycle and the manufacturing cycle. So I think there's an increasing focus on the, the data that's coming off of these machines and then as a result all of that, uh, that data, if you want to drive predictions, you're going to be overlaying some type of AI or you know, machine learning, computer vision, any number of, of AI forms to really help make that actionable data. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And the elephant in the room, I guess, at the moment is the economy. So let's just let's just get past that and, and talk about that briefly. Where do you see it going this year? A lot of EMS companies have a big backlog, have a big order book. They've seen a dampening in demand, perhaps more in the consumer sector than other sectors. They're hoping more IoT, more technology is going to buffer. Where do, you, where do you see it as we go through the quarters of this year? I think if you look back at last year, uh, the year ended up materializing m much worse than we had anticipated at the beginning of the year for a number of factors. Obviously, inflation ramped up, prices ramped up. Uh, this industry, our industry, felt it from higher costs yeah. for material, higher shipping costs significantly, um, and then also just the supply chain disruptions mm. made parts and products and components that you wanted to get hard to get. Uh, so there was that dynamic. As we look out over 2023, uh, it's looking like a very difficult year. Uh, economic growth in Europe will probably be flat to down. and the U.S., it will probably be barely positive for the year with some negative growth here at the beginning of the year. Uh, so I think there are some headwinds. At the same time, when I look at the sentiment of the industry, it, yeah. it's actually pretty good. It looks pretty good. Mm. Uh, companies are saying that their order flows are still looking pretty healthy. Ca capacity utilization still looks pretty good. So it looks like they're, uh, f you know, they're optimistic, mm. but they don't want to be overly optimistic. So there, there are clearly headwinds. Um, but then, you know, some of the headwinds that existed last year have dissipated. So supply chain disruptions have improved, costs have come down, and I think manufacturers are seeing that as a good opportunity. It really comes down to, is demand going to be there? Yeah. Uh, but we have demand. Yeah, and I think I, you know, I think that's different in different pockets. So I think that's yes. really interesting. Most of the EMS in industry had a banner year in yeah. this year, so they did they did pretty well. Um, when when we when we look through the year, do you see? 
I think sentiments just changed week by week over the last six weeks. Are you feeling more positive than you were in, say, December, or, or, or is it pretty much the same? And when do you, how long and how deep do you see a downturn if there is one? So I think it really is industry dependent. Uh, defense had a good, great year last year. I think they'll have a good year again this year. There's demand uh, with the geopolitical uncertainties in the world. There's demand to replenish our stock of equipment and material. We've obviously deployed a lot of material globally into Ukraine. Um, and so there is demand there that I think will continue. I think, um, air, you know, aerospace is looking pretty good. I think the consumer segment has been hard hit because they had so much growth in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic. So there's definitely a slowing that's happening in the consumer segment. And that's really what's capturing a lot of the big headlines. It's these large consumer-focused companies that have been laying off uh, tech workers. But I think if you look more broadly at some of the segments, they're they're looking pretty good. Um, the auto sector has gotten, you know, back and, and overcome some of their supply chain disruptions. I think demand is waning there with higher interest rates and, and higher costs of, of vehicle acquisition. But um, at least you don't have some of those supply chain disruptions. So it, it really becomes yeah, sector, by sector. sector dependent. Um, I think what's good is a lot of companies I'm talking to have pretty robust backlogs. Mm. So they feel like they've got backlogs that will carry them through much of 2023. Yeah. And so um, when we look at the economic outlook, it does look like we see weakness in the first half, but that kind of keeps getting pushed out. So yeah. there is this feeling like, oh, we're definitely going into a recession, the inevitability of this recession, but that inevitability keeps getting pushed out. We continue to hire yeah. gl globally, so employment's looking pretty good. And um, you know, so I, I think if we do see a downturn and it, it does feel likely that we will, it will be likely short-lived. Yeah. But even looking out at 2024, we don't necessarily see robust growth. No. So. Uh, we're, we're kind of moving into a newer normal now. Yeah. Of kind of steady growth and, you know, probably single digit. I think a lot of companies yeah. had double digit growth last year, which is going to be, you know, really, really challenging to keep keep going. One of the issues a lot of companies seem to have is, is labor challenges. Yes. Do you, see, do you see that continuing, particularly here in the U.S.? I think labor challenges continue to be uh, a, a uh, struggle for a lot of companies. If you look at our sentiment data that we publish every month, they're still saying labor costs are high, finding workers is, is hard. So I think there is a lot of, uh, of struggle there. Um, and, you know, I, I think at the same time, we're not maybe looking to hire as many people as we brought on over the last year. In the U.S., we added about 35,000 new jobs in the electronics manufacturing sector. So yeah. we're not gonna, I don't think we'll add another 35,000 yeah. over the year ahead. But employment in the US is as high as it's been since 2009. So we're, we're at a high level mark. And so I think that that will continue to be a challenge in a lot of markets. Also, prices continue to rise. And so wages will continue yeah. to, to move up. And so that will be a pressure point, not to the extent that they did last year, but we, we're still seeing elevated pricing, you know, price levels. And so yeah. that will put some pressure there too. Okay. So when we look at the labor market, one of the things that a lot of people have been talking about is this kind of reshoring, ally shoring, yeah. friend shoring, whatever you want to call it. There's a dividend for the U.S. In, in that instance, also for Mexico. 
but there's the counter effect of not being able to get perhaps enough labor to fulfill that. How do you see that reshoring with things like the CHIPS Act and the PCB legislation we're seeing? And do you, do you, do you worry that labor is going to actually slow, slow that down? Uh, I, I think that manufacturers are looking to deploy capital if they can see demand. So I think what will really slow that down is demand. If demand looks robust, then I think companies will invest and they'll find workers, uh, even if it means training workers who are in other sectors. We, we have seen that in the U.S. You look at leisure and hospitality, they're not back to pre-pandemic levels. They're really nowhere close to pre-pandemic levels. So it feels and looks like people who were previously working in hospitality are now doing other things. They've come into manufacturing, they've come into other uh, other sectors, and so I think manufacturers will work to draw workers in from other sectors. That certainly is a challenge for them, so you have to figure out what's the value proposition. What am I going to do to create an environment where workers want to come work for us as opposed to you know, especially at the beginning tier, Starbucks or, you know, a, a hotel or something else. And so how do we how do we bring those workers in? Um, I think there's opportunity in the U.S. I think there's opportunity to be in, in Europe. So uh, you are definitely seeing companies look at how do I add resiliency to my manufacturing processes and resiliency to my supply chains. And in many instances, that's shortening the supply chain, doing some production in the market that you're trying to serve. And so I think that will mean broadly we see you know more yeah, more workers continuation yeah continuation of that that reshoring um, when you look at things like the chips act and the idea of bringing semiconductor manufacturing here building up our footprint in the US for PCB fabrication those kind of things that's a slow burn isn't it that's going to take years to to kind of rebuild to the levels that that were here 20 years ago i think it would be it, it would take years to get back to say you know, pre-2001 levels, but it is incremental and it is, you know, a little little bit at a time. Um, and, and I think it really is all about getting strong demand signals. Yeah. If there appear to be strong demand signals, whether that's come through policy initiatives yeah. or just, you know, broader changes and trends, I think you will see companies invest in the markets that have opportunity to, to grow. Um, and different parts of that segment obviously take longer. Uh, if you think about some of the, the semiconductor manufacturing, and that gets all the, all the headlines, those are very big deployments. They take a long time. There's an, you know environmental impact studies that need to be done. Uh, other segments of the electronics industry can come online quicker and and so and now you know it, it looks like lead times for equipment are are coming back down shipping costs are coming back down so we could get some of these lines up quickly i think it is important to recognize we need it all you need the whole ecosystem to come along it can't just be semiconductors it's got to be everything else around it and i think we're moving in that direction yeah and it is a question of just those incremental steps and getting that getting that ship moving in the right direction so that's moving the right way what i'm getting from you is a lot of it's driven by demand so we need those strong demand signals um, and and hopefully they'll be here this year sean thanks for talking to me a pleasure as always and look forward to talking again soon. great great to see you